Greetings, dear friends. I'm thrilled you can gather with me today for the fifth pillar or corresponding chapter 20 of the Godly Woman Bible Study. The chapter is titled, Sex is Fun, Enjoy It. This fifth pillar in our imaginary house is also called physical intimacy. You may be tempted to close your computer, but let me assure you, ladies, this lesson will be discreetly taught, biblically rooted, and tremendously encouraging. So please remain with me, whether you are married, widowed, or single. Let's begin with a message from Irma's heart to yours. She says, Hello, ladies. Marriage and the physical oneness in that union is of divine origin. Grace perfects them. Sin perverts them. Sex or the physical union of husband and wife is a fantastic privilege and sacred responsibility when considered from God's point of view. It is a God-given, God-ordained, and a God-blessed relationship. Because it is sacred, only the Christian can truly know the fullest and deepest meaning of this physical union. May your heart be prepared today as you listen to God's word. May it make a difference in your marriage beginning today. Love, Irma. Ladies, let's turn our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, I praise you for your plan of marriage, family, and home. You are good, and we choose to trust and obey your word. Father, please open our eyes today to the great mystery of marriage and the tremendous expression of oneness that the physical union brings as a gift to the husband and wife from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we begin, let me remind you of the house we are building. Proverbs 9 verse 1 reminds us, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. This pillar, representing our physical intimacy with our husband, can be compared to a thermometer, which records your body temperature, warning you of a fever or assuring you of your physical wellness. The quality and satisfaction of our physical union with our husband similarly is not a constant temperature, but varies in degrees. However, if it registers over a prolonged time in the high degrees, this could be a sign something is wrong and we need to address it. Or if it registers in the low degrees, something also might need attention to return to a healthy normal. Both extremes signal a need for help. Ladies, think for a moment. If you took a thermometer and measured the temperature of your marital physical intimacy, would it be healthy, sick, or dying? Please don't, don't be discouraged. Because we can purposefully, by God's grace, move our physical union into a more healthy and God-honoring commitment and experience. 
You will find this study on intimacy is excellent. And the pages are filled with Bible verses, thoughtful questions, and challenging insights. However, (laughs) my teaching lesson today is not found in the study, but is preparatory for a deeper, more solid foundation in understanding the physical union of a husband and wife in marriage. Let's begin by opening our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. And in verse 27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28 says, God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. It was God's idea to make mankind and then define them into males and females. The beautiful account of the creation of Adam and Eve is from God's loving and brilliant mind. Genesis 2, verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. God then planted a garden and gave Adam the job of cultivating and keeping it. When it came to Eve, God built her to correspond with Adam. She was bone and flesh from Adam. In reality, she was a gift from the Almighty God, custom built for Adam to be a helper that was perfectly suited just for him. Ladies, we are God's indescribable workmanship, as is man. The culmination of God's plan is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, which says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Notice, ladies, Adam and Eve had no earthly father or mother. This verse is for the generations to come. Verse 25 says, And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Notice that all these tender moments happened under the watchful eye of God in a world without sin. The physical union of a man and a woman in marriage began before sin entered the world. This union was God's idea as a binding and renewal of the covenant they have before God. In the Hebrew, this covenant and relational binding comes from the word to know or yada. To me, in my research, yada opens up this area of biblical beauty from God's perspective and plan. The TorahResearch.com is overflowing with information on what the Hebrew word no, which is yada, means. It is also clear that the ancient Near East also used the Semitic root yada to know in a covenant sense. This word yada takes on more than an intellectual knowledge of a person or something. It has to do with relationship 
and primarily a relationship that is based upon the making of a covenant. Some modern translations use the word chosen for no or yada. However, the exciting unfolding of this depth, of this word, is amazing. God, upon the creation of Adam and then the bringing of Eve to Adam in verse 24, which says, And they shall become one flesh, enters into a covenant relationship with them in Yada. This word broadens its meaning, ladies. To Yada is to be faithful to the covenant, which means he, the husband, would have a spiritual and physical oneness with her, the wife, and she, him, and they would have no other such relationship with anyone else. The physical relationship in marriage is an essential part of being one flesh, which God intended, but it does not exhaust the deepest meaning of the knowing or yada in its covenant sense throughout marriage. To know one's spouse means to also experience them in covenant through all aspects of marriage. Other areas would be to serve them, to operate in biblical roles, to comfort and encourage them, to submit and respect them, to biblically love them, and to look for ways to meet their needs. Think of our five senses and pray for ways to deepen your yada with your husband, such as through your eyes. How do you see him? Smell. What aromas does he like? Taste. Do you cook his favorite dishes? Hearing. Are your words to him loving and respectful? When you touch him, does it communicate a deep love and affection? You may ask, what in the world do these questions have to do with physical intimacy? Well, it has everything, ladies, to do with your physical union with your husband. Because loving him is not just in the bedroom. It begins with an understanding that he is a gift from God to you in an exclusive relationship. And God wants you to experience and enjoy your husband all day long. Your physical union culminates from giving yourself to your husband through covenant in mind, body, and soul before the intimacy. Knowing we share this moment only with him should cause us to reach out to our Lord for ideas to love our husband more deeply, more genuinely, and more creatively. Be the best student of your husband and your marriage. One caution, ladies. If you have resentment, bitterness, or anger in your heart, you cannot fully engage in the glorious gift of yada and physical union with your husband. Confess your sin before God. Genuinely forgive and be reconciled. A woman cannot give herself wholly to her husband if she is in emotional turmoil. Going to an even deeper knowledge, yada 
is also the word used in describing the relationship with God that he wants with his children. We know God because of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Believing and receiving Jesus ushers in the Holy Spirit, which brings us eternal life and establishes a relationship and oneness with the living God, our Father, forever. Based on the new covenantal relationship, we are to grow in experiencing God in all our senses, in our body, which is His temple, our mind, as the Holy Spirit transforms it, and our will as we seek to know and do His will, not ours. Ladies, listen to this. The depth of our relationship in Yada with our God will permeate in joy and a deeper Yada in our love and physical intimacy with our husbands. Therefore, to love your husband deeply and to experience a growing, glorious, physical union with him is directly related to the depth of your relationship with God through the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. In closing, ladies, choose to be fully devoted to God in mind, body, and soul, to love him and to grow in the grace and knowledge of him. Choose obedience to his word and will as a lifestyle. This will enable you to love your husband in ways far beyond your deepest desires. Let's end in prayer. Dear Father, oh my, what a tremendous gift you've given us in marriage. I pray for the married women to deeply know and experience their husbands in Yada. And for all the women, I pray, Lord, that they will, in covenant to you, experience you in all their senses, to read your word and to show their love ensued from obedience. Father, thank you that you are in us and we in you, sealed by an eternal covenant. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, until we gather again, bye for now.